0: Michael Cohen, and you're listening to the Maya Culpa podcast. On Labor Day, while most of us were enjoying a barbecue or just taking it easy with friends and family, U.S. District Court Judge Eileen Cannon was handing down her ill conceived ruling, granting Trump a special master in the case of 11,000 government documents, I mean, hundreds that were highly classified, that he stole from the U.S. government and then she went to party with her peeps over at Mar-a-Lago. Okay, that part's not true, but what is clear is that Judge Cannon is giving Trump the friends and family treatment, and Trump is eating
1: it up. But what the judge did here is say, okay, there's maybe some small fraction of these 11,000 documents that might potentially have a privilege claim, so I'm gonna allow the special master to review all 11,000 documents, including even the ones in the photo that we saw labeled top secret. Don't think that they're attorney-client. And they're certainly not executive privilege protected. And she says the special master will decide all of that. And until that special master decides all of it, which may take months or years, the federal government can't use any of these materials in its criminal investigation of Donald Trump. That is, to put it mildly, insane.
0: The term special master is unfortunate. I mean, for God's sakes, it sounds sorta like a bondage flick that they played at the old Times Square. But what this special master is essentially trying to do is tie the hands of the Department of Justice from pursuing their case against Trump for as long as possible. I mean, fuck it, for years maybe. But Tuesday, it was revealed that amongst the materials legally seized from Mar-a-Lago were foreign nuclear secrets so sensitive that not even senior Biden officials were authorized to view them, according to the Washington Post.
1: National security and nuclear experts told CBS News if the intelligence was compromised in this case, it has the potential to damage collection methods, even burn sources. The analysts, who do not have firsthand knowledge of the Mar-a-Lago record, said intelligence describing a foreign government's military defenses, including its nuclear capabilities, can reveal fragile collection methods, such as human sources, electronic surveillance, and spy satellite technology. In the intelligence world, this highly classified information is called compartmented intelligence because the distribution is limited access, highly restricted, and on a need-to-know basis.
0: The judge's reasoning for granting the special master is, and I'm going to quote here, because Trump could face unquantifiable potential harm. I mean, are you fucking kidding me, Judge Cannon? when the national security of apparently several countries is at
1: stake? You cannot suffer reputational harm if you have already destroyed your reputation. If you already got caught, as Donald Trump did, paying $130,000 to porn star Stormy Daniels to buy her silence about having sex with you shortly after your current wife gave birth, you cannot suffer reputational harm.
0: She's worried about Trump's reputation. She probably should have considered her own. I mean, she was handpicked by Trump and should have recused herself from the case. Her pathetic ruling, written with a grade school understanding of the law, has turned her into the laughing stock of jurisprudence. And worse, she herself is obstructing justice by holding up the DOJ's investigation. And you know your reputation is fucking toast when even Bill the Jerk off bar is talking shit about how you handled the most important case of your career. This decision is bonkers. And
1: don't take it from me, here's a sample of reactions from the actual legal
0: community. This
1: decision is quite unmoored from practicality. This is a legally wrong decision. The judges basically making this up as she goes along. It is factually incoherent or factually naive in a number of respects.
0: The defense is wrong. The DOJ has already taken stock of all the materials and is currently doing a damage assessment. But fuck knows how much damage has already been done. The Justice Department has until September 9th to propose a list of special master candidates. It's still unclear if the Biden administration and the DOJ will appeal Cannon's ruling. But someone ought to tell Judge Cannon that executive privilege is held by the current president and not the former.
1: This is really at its core, a storage argument that they're making, right? They're arguing, there are documents there. They don't deny that he should have access to those documents. I don't think a fight over storage of documents is worthy of what they've done. I
0: mean, seriously, what the fuck? And if there's one guy you can always count on to say something stupid and unnecessary, it's little Marco. Yeah, Marco Rubio. Tuesday, Rubio demonstrated his slavish loyalty to Trump when he referred to Trump's theft and mishandling of government secrets as a fight over storage of documents. Ironically, Rubio is the top Republican on the Senate Intelligence Committee. I implore Floridians to replace Rubio in November with former Orlando Sheriff Val Demings because she stands for law and order. And unlike Rubio, she possesses the sound judgment to know a crime from a storage issue. Law enforcement officers risk their lives every day. They deserve better, and the American people deserve... I have the floor, Mr. Jordan! What? Did I strike a nerve? The general, Law enforcement the officers the general, the general deserve lady.
1: better than to be utilized the general, as haunts. The lady. you and your colleagues are ashamed
0: the lady. of yourself. The I mean, let's just scratch our heads and say, Little Marco, wake the fuck up! This week on MSNBC, Ari Melber shared new evidence regarding Trump's multi-pronged plot to overthrow the government and steal the 2020 election. As we know, Trump is just one of the insurrectionists now under investigation by the DOJ. And it appears that the January 6th committee's efforts have helped to provide us with a coup plot roadmap, if you will. Like Don Jr. said, they had multiple paths that would play out and become the basis of the big lie. When you connect all the dots, you realize A, just how close we came to losing our democracy, and B, this thing was fucking huge. Here's a brief overview of the coup plot roadmap. We are also tracking different reactions from the candidates. President Trump is suggesting there has been fraud without any evidence, and he's also making legal challenges. By mid-September of 2020, Trump had telegraphed his slow-rolling coup by telling the public that if he didn't win the election, it was stolen and true to form, and despite all the numbers. Trump claimed victory on election night. Steve Bannon discussed Trump's early victory strategy on tape.
1: And what Trump's gonna do is just declare victory, right? He's gonna declare victory. But that doesn't mean he's the winner. He's just gonna say he's the winner.
0: Sidebar, Bannon just so happens to be turning himself into the New York prosecutors on Thursday to face state charges in an indictment that remains sealed my bet is fraud charges related to the multi-million dollar we build a wall scheme that trump pardoned him for but that's a federal pardon and this is a state case so good luck fucking steve you're gonna need it anyway back to the roadmap. soon after the election was called for biden the lawsuits began and they all ended in failure Fake electors tried to infiltrate the December 14th Biden certification, and they also failed. But as we know now, the fake electors were just getting started. John Eastman's legislative override plot got underway, and it was basically a campaign to get local Republicans to throw away legal votes. Trump, Rudy, and Ms. Lindsey all made calls to Georgia, for instance, trying to strong arm the vote for Trump. Look, all I want to do is this. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes, which is one more than we have. Then military intervention was proposed to remove voting machines. Sydney Powell was almost installed to seize the voting machines herself. And the will be wild tweet went out late on December 19th, after the failed plot to get the military to join the coup. Then a dweeby environmental lawyer named Jeffrey Clark volunteered to become the acting head of the DOJ, which went over like a lead balloon with DOJ top brass who immediately threatened to quit, warning that if Trump installed Clark, he would be left running a graveyard. I made the point that Jeff Clark is not even competent to serve as the Attorney General. He's never been a criminal attorney, he's never conducted Criminal investigation in his life. He's never been from a brain jury, much less a trial jury. Um, and he kind of retorted by saying, Well, I've done a lot of very complicated appeals, civil litigation, environmental litigation, and things like that. And I said, That's right, you're an environmental lawyer. How about you go back to your office and we'll call you when there's an oil spill? And uh, Pat Cipollone weighed in at one point, I remember, saying, you know that letter that this guy wants to send that letter is a murder suicide pact it's going to damage everyone who touches it and we should have nothing to do with that letter i don't ever want to see that letter again and so we went along those lines i thought jeff's proposal Car's proposal was nuts i mean this guy at a certain point you know listen the best i can tell is The only thing you know about environmental and elections. Finally, Eastman's ploy to have Pence withhold Biden's primarily ceremonial certification on the 6th failed. The actual insurrection on that day failed too. Now, it scared the shit out of us and got people killed, but at the end of the day, it fucking failed. Biden was certified at 3.40 a.m. the following morning. And the country breathed the collective
1: sigh of relief. Okay, I'll I'll do this. I'm going to do this. Let's go. But this election is now over. Congress has certified the results. I don't want to say the election's over. I just want to say... Congress has certified the results without saying the election's over, okay?
0: But there's a warning here. If this many-layered plot goes unpunished, it will simply stand as a training exercise for the next coup attempt. And then the next... Now, we're aware that the GOP has plans in place to try and override the next election, but we're better prepared to fight them now. And remember, our institutions held, and for the most part, judges did the right thing too. So we can all take comfort in that. Two months till the midterms. I mean, seriously, make sure you vote because every vote counts. Don't vote
1: on election day. So one don't panic, two, make a plan to vote early, and three, don't do it alone. We need to make certain that everyone we know has a plan to vote, that they tell you what it is. Don't let them say, oh yeah, I'm gonna make my plan. Make them tell you what it is, make them write it down, because if we can overwhelm the system with our presence, we will win.
0: File under Don't Be Fooled, candidates known for their blatant sexism, like Blake Masters of Arizona and J.D. Vance of Ohio, are obscuring their records on abortion and scrubbing their social media of any radical seeming anti-choice propaganda. And why wouldn't they? Well, attacks on women's reproductive rights are so unpopular that women are registering to vote in red states like Kansas, Pennsylvania, and Texas in record numbers. Of course, they're mad as hell and they shouldn't take it anymore. In other news, gun manufacturers are abandoning blue states for red, feeling unwelcome in blue states for obvious reasons. They have taken their operations to states with friendlier attitudes towards guns. And good fucking riddance. Currently, Alaska, Mississippi, and Wyoming have the highest gun death rates per capita. And guess what? They're all fucking red states. Brother, should I kill you? please. Would you like to see another magic trick?
1: No. Yeah. let's go on. the incredible
0: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Disappearing
0: Here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And finally. Gun-toting maniac and cowboy for Trump, Coy Griffin, is back in the news today because a New Mexico judge had him removed immediately from his seat as Otero County Commissioner, citing a 14th Amendment clause that was added as a post-Civil War provision that bars insurrectionists from running for or holding office. It's the first time the clause has been enforced since 1869. The judge said in his ruling, and I quote, Coy Griffin's protestations and his characterizations of his actions and the events of January 6th are not credible and amounted to nothing more than attempting to put lipstick on a pig. The court's decision can have an enormous effect on races around the country where insurrectionists are running for one or are already holding office. Advocacy groups nationwide are on the case, and insurrectionists are getting booted off of ballots. And you know what that means? Insurrectionists, number one, they're coming for you. And now for the main event. Our guest today on Mea Culpa is the notorious Jenk Ugar. Jenk is an activist, political commentator, and businessman known for creating and hosting The Young Turks, a progressive online news network that supports independent journalism. He was a prolific attorney in Washington, D.C., before embarking on a career as a political commentator. He enjoys a massive fan base in the USA due to his fearless activism and heated debates conducted on his show, always with a hint of satirical humor. Cenk has been seen as a political commentator on MSNBC, and before being replaced by Al Sharpton, he hosted a weeknight show on the network. He also served as the chief news officer at Current TV and succeeded Keith Oberman. Jenk has been an activist since his college days and he has raised his voice against the oppression of minorities and Muslims in the Gulf countries. So let's go now to that conversation. Okay, so Jenk, The Young Turks is said to be the largest news show in the world. Has your audience changed any since 2020? Cause I know that the young Turks were a lifeline to progressives during, especially during the Trump era. But I know lots of people on the left are burnt out on political news. Really mainly because the nightmare of Trump just keeps going. It just, it just doesn't fucking stop. Now people want to wake up already. What's your take on how audiences are now digesting left-wing media and opinion?
1: Yeah. So, Michael, I'll give you a super honest answer here. The audience uh, is a lot of times driven, most of the times driven by the algorithms. So, you know, Trump happens. Trump doesn't happen. Biden passes something. He doesn't pass something. Those are relevant. Those are relevant. But uh, but how you appeal to the uh, audience overall is the most relevant. So we never really go down when people expect us to go down. Like after every election, we've been around 20 years. People say, "Oh, now nah, after this one, you're going to go down," but we never do, and we just keep going higher and higher and higher. So, uh, the you know how the audience is reacting to the politics—that's a different question. But the growth is fantastic. Interesting. I mean, so
0: really, just what's what's their opinion? I mean, are they digesting more and more information? Um, you know, what type of information? Because obviously, I don't have to tell you. Look at what we're seeing every single day. We're not really talking about Joe Biden. We're not really talking about the accomplishments that this guy has. And it's something that I speak to all of my guests about. I'm very discouraged with the way the DNC is running. Yes, maybe it's good for, it's good for the midterm and it's good for the general election, allowing the Republicans to shoot themselves in the feet, right? You have so many people now, you know, um, concerned more about democracy than they are about the economy. I mean, you're talking about maybe, what is it, a four to six week change? Six weeks ago, I remember there was a poll that said something like 62 percent of America was concerned about economy. And as it related to democracy, maybe it was 11 percent. Now we're seeing majority of people worried about democracy now look, let's give Biden his, you know, his due. Um, it's like, what, 73 straight days of gas prices coming down were about, what, 50 cents, give or take, uh, higher than we were, you know, a year or so ago. What is it that they want to digest? What is it that they're interested in digesting? What is it that keeps them attached to your, you know, to your program?
1: Yeah, so... Uh- Honestly, the number one thing is that we tell the truth. And now I'm sure a lot of people say that, but here, let me, let me give you examples. So you understand what I mean by that. Right. So first off uh, the, one of the comments we get most often is, well, I don't get it. Which side are you on? Right. Well, I mean, we say we're home of progressives. It's not like it's unclear. We're definitely on the left. Right. And we supported Bernie Sanders. I started justice Democrats. That's AOC and the rest, et cetera. So why are people unclear? Because we, are always criticizing people who deserve the criticism, depending on the situation. And we give credit to people depending on the situation. So for example, uh, Biden, uh, I'm thrilled with what he did with student debt relief. Uh, Yeah, sure, I wanted more, but you know what, given uh, who Biden is, I think he did a fantastic job with that. I think he did a fantastic job with getting out of Afghanistan. At the same time, I'm here to tell you that he didn't do 85% of the things that he promised. And so when I say that, it drives the establishment crazy. You're supposed to kiss Biden's ass 24/7, and they say, "Oh, you're hurting the cause." Which cause? I'm a journalist. I don't know what cause you're talking about. So, um, so what do you mean? Uh, what do I mean that he didn't do 85 percent? I mean, look, 15 minimum wage they promised up, and now was supposed to be the bare minimum. Voting rights was like beyond the bare minimum. Of course, they were going to do voting rights. Uh, you know, uh, negotiating drug prices, negotiating 10 drugs prices in the year 2026 is a joke, total joke. Be real with your audience. Be honest with your audience. Right. So he didn't do the great majority of things. I mean, things so simple, like paid family leave, which pulls like at 80 percent. So why won't he embarrass the Republicans by putting it up for a vote by itself because it would embarrass Joe Manchin and corporate Democrats. So and, and then in terms of the Republicans, look, Donald Trump's a lunatic. I, I mean, a literal, verifiable lunatic. He thinks we can redo the election today based on what law, based on what constitution. He says, oh, we, somebody should just declare me president. Who, who would declare right. me president? Right. Moron of morons. There is no such thing. That's actually, Jenk. That
0: dress- yeah, that's actually a question that I have for you, because that too, I saw it on your Twitter account. Um, that blew me away. And, you know, here's the problem with the term lunatic. And I know this because I actually had to remove that word when I was describing, I think it was Michael Avenatti. Um, so they made me change it in my new book that's coming out called Revenge. I had to change it because I suspect that the word lunatic is some sort of a medical definition where after somebody is medically evaluated, that they are determined by a doctor or a therapist or a psychologist, psychotherapist, whatever, as suffering from lunacy and therefore termed a lunatic. So I couldn't use it. So I just called them a scumbag. But it's the same thing here. Right. Yes, Donald is out of his fucking mind. And so let me then jump in and ask you that question because it's so relevant to what we're talking about. Because like I said, I saw that you posted on Twitter about Trump wanting an election do-over. I mean, seriously, like it's going to happen? Why? Because the Fuhrer himself said, hey, I lost, I'm going to keep doing this until somehow or another I end up being the winner, whether by hook or by crook. But his base... Yeah. This is the part that's so, I mean, it's just so crazy. His base seems to think that it's somehow a possibility. Now, I heard you say it's on the media, that they should be held responsible for the proliferation of the MAGA movement. You even call them the lying media. I mean, in fact, you call them lying media. Is there any media that you do actually trust and isn't, you know, the Young Turks, a media outlet itself. Therefore, wouldn't people turn around and say, well, then, Jake, how do we trust you?
1: Yeah. So there's a lot of questions there, Michael. Let me, let me handle one by one. So I, when I use the word lunatic, I use it to mean detached from reality. And if you think that someone, and we don't know who that is, and Trump has never clarified who that is, someone can just magically say, that Trump is the rightful winner of the 2020 elections, and he will now go back into the he will now go back into the White House, and uh, Joe Biden will be removed from office. Well, you're detached from reality, so you can call yourself anything you like, but that ain't true. Hmm. That ain't close to true. You're living in a completely different uh, headspace that is not connected to this planet. You have lost your fucking mind. okay? and unfortunately, that's 81 percent of Republicans. They still. Oh, yeah. Trump. Yeah. The guy barely passed a senility test. He didn't even realize that it was a senility test. And they're like, yes, our guy is barely not senile. Maybe. Okay, if that's what you know, you're bragging about. So look, why does the audience love us? And why do why does everybody else hate us? because we keep being annoyingly honest. Okay, so that goes to your question about the media. So if the media was honest, they think they're being tough on Trump. I think they're barely laying a glove on him, okay? Guy's a verifiable idiot. He thinks that you can magically be declared president by I don't know who, who would declare you president, you moron, but they will never say that. Why, Michael? Because they're really af- afraid of offending Republican voters. So in the mainstream media, you have to be, oh my God, all oh, the right-wing voters, you are so precious. They're precious little creatures. You can't ever offend them. And they get hurt so easily. Hmm. They could be racist to others. They could be anti-Semitic. They could be this. They could, be, they could say the most vicious things. And they've said the most horrific things about me. They've threatened my life a thousand times. But if you say to them, hey, I don't think you're particularly bright if you think we can do a redo of the election right now based on no law at all. Oh, I'm so offended. I'm so offended. And then CNN and New York Times will grovel at their feet. Oh, we're so sorry, Republican voters. Your beautiful, precious feelings have been offended. Who cares about their goddamn feelings? Tell the truth. Tell the truth. And when I when we tell the truth on The Young Turks, it drives the rest of the media crazy. Hey, guys, are you ever going to tell the truth about Joe Biden, for example? Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi is taking a billion dollars in campaign contributions, and the idiots in the media, the liars in the me, in the mainstream media, say, "Oh no, no. When Mitch McConnell takes a billion dollars, he's corrupt. But when Nancy Pelosi takes a billion dollars, she's an angel. She. Uh-huh. Oh no, that money would never affect." way she legislates i mean you'd have to be the dumbest man in america to not think that mitch mcconnell and nancy pelosi are corrupted by a billion dollars in bribes that's what campaign contributions are they're bribes and every real american knows it that's why our show is intensely popular so they look around they go well those are the only guys telling the truth about both sides so that's why i call them mainstream media liars. in terms of us we're independent media, and Michael. Okay, how do how do people know if we're telling the truth? First of all, you can look it up. Okay, <laughs> we tell you where we get the facts. We tell you uh, how verifiable they mm-hmm. are. We challenge our audience all the time. That's okay. I want you to do your own research. We're not like right wing media. Oh, don't watch anything else. Don't watch anything else, because otherwise they'll break the spell of the propaganda and the brainwashing that they're doing. I'm telling you, watch other things, and you'll come back and go, "Oh my God, those guys were right." And 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 so. Uh, Look, I, I, I want every I – mean, in my ideal world, somebody would watch CNN, they'd watch Fox News, they'd watch The Young Turks, and then it would be over. They would never watch CNN and Fox News again.
0: Yeah, well, look, I get it, and like yourself, and I talk about it in, this, in, the, in my new book, I, I have an issue with the media. I have a whole chapter that's actually um, revolves around the media. Let's just start as an example because I agree with you a hundred percent. They do it for ad dollars, and that's a big problem. It's the same thing whether it's you know Fox, whether it's CNN, MSNBC. I get it. They you know they have their built-in audience, their core audience, and they do it for ad dollars, and that's how they stay afloat. That's how they then pay their shareholders dividends quarterly and so on. So I get it. However. At what expense? Let's just use let's just use the book and the examples that you know, some that I talk about. The Steele dossier. The biggest pile, compiled bunch of bullshit that's out there. This Christopher Steele, piece of shit. They've had him on television. He still wants to claim that it's true, blah, blah, blah. I was I've never been to Prague, and I've been saying that since day number one. What bothered me, though, is that the FBI knew that I had never been to Prague within 48 hours. They knew it. They had already sent people there. They spoke to the ambassadors. They even spoke to Norm Eisen, who was a former ambassador, to see if he knew anything about it. I've never been there. In fact, during the time they claimed I was there, I was in Los Angeles at USC, where my son was hoping to play baseball for and then they was like, well, what about the day after that? I was actually with Harvey Levin on set at TMZ. So, you know, unless I have a transporter like on Star Trek, how am I getting back and forth? And then you have people like McClatchy that turned around and lied. And then they just continued and they went on and on about how um, I had told people that I had been there. And then somebody else wrote, I had been there in the 1990s. I've never been to the Czech Republic. I've actually never been to Russia. I don't own a dacha. My family doesn't own a dacha in Sochi next door to Putin. You know, the lies about my father-in-law that he's a real estate developer. The guy's a retired. He was in the schmata business. I mean, you know, they make up all of this crazy shit and it just goes on and it proliferates and it gets compounded and then everyone starts jumping onto it. So like yourself, I have a real issue. With media, and I also have an issue with media in terms of the fact that they cover every crazy thing that Donald does. all he really cares about is seeing his name on television. You see people don 't understand Donald. Donald legitimately believes that all press is good press, especially negative press, because it puts you more in the main frame of What's going on in the news? He's on the front page of the paper. Now, I'm sure he wishes he wasn't on the front page of the paper with a raid on Lardo, right, where they confiscated, where they re- retrieved 184 additional classified documents. And I'm sure you've seen the pictures, as my listeners have as well, uh, of the stuff spread out on the floor. And But they are constantly responding to his... You know, social media platform, which, by the way, you may have also seen he hasn't paid a guy one point six million dollars on the platform. That, But that's Donald. Why don't people understand this? Look, I'm just going to I'm going to just jump straight and ask you this. Right. Because you do call them lying media. Um, I do many of them as well. I mean, there are some great journalists out there. It's one of the things that I knew was going to happen to me when I testified before the House Oversight Committee, that they were going to question my my integrity. They were going to question my my truthfulness. And so, like even on this show, I don't just throw out my opinion. I back it up with facts, whether it's a Washington Post story, a New York Times story, even a Fox-owned New York Post story. Whatever the Reuters, AP, it makes no difference. I will back it up with documentation, and then I will throw in, you know, my belief, being somebody that sat next to Trump for over a decade and played in his pool. You understand what I'm saying? How do you how do you reconcile that?
1: Yeah, so uh, first, real quick on the Steele dossier. See, that's another thing I'm I'm proud of. We never went for it. We never said the steel dossier was true. We didn't talk about it. We knew it before BuzzFeed printed it never uh mentioned it it rang like total bullshit to me from day one and i hated donald trump okay uh so it said oh the, the 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 peeing things on the bed with the prostitutes i'm like he's a germaphobe this makes no sense right none of it made any sense and they went with it anyway now You and I have talked about how Donald has had shady business dealings. Yes. And I question whether he has shady business dealings with or had them with the Russians in the past. That's a different question than the steel dossier. Mm -hmm. People have to be able to use their judgment to see what makes sense and what doesn't make sense, which leads me to the Chomsky method. So I had Noam Chomsky on the show, one of the smartest men uh, to really to have lived, certainly in our generation. And, uh, and and I asked him, look, you wrote the book on not trusting the media. It's called Manufacturing Consent. He explained decades ago how the news uh, business is not about manufacturing news. It's about manufacturing consent, basically for the status quo and corporate rule, et cetera. And, and that goes, by the way, to your point, Michael, your instincts are exactly right. Uh, it's the ad dollars. Uh, they they Those media businesses are built on advertising. Advertising is done by Two uh, factors, especially in cable news. One is giant multinational corporations like drug companies. So you have to kiss the ass of the drug companies and tell everybody that it's great that drug prices are high. And no, the politicians should never make them lower. right? But also a huge source of funding for uh, media is uh, the actual political advertising. Six to ten billion dollars every two years. Goes, almost all of it goes to TV, so they are incentivized to the tune of billions of dollars to tell you that politicians are honest because politicians are their number one advertisers. And if you found out that right. uh, the money that they're using for those ads are all bribes that they got from campaign donors, well, then those ads might stop, and then CNN would be out several billion dollars. So they have a huge incentive to lie. Okay, so what does Noam Chomsky say? Well, I asked him, well, where do you get your information if you know for sure that these guys are framing it wrong and, and bullshitting, et cetera? And he had a great answer, and it's basically what we do. He's like, look, some people in the media, like right-wing media, sometimes will just make things up, right? Like uh, now Tucker Carlson's just way, way off the reservation. Oh, you have to tan your crotch, and that'll make you more manly. Did yeah, you see that? What the hell? But I mean, it's just lunatic stuff, right? And I don't mind saying the word lunatic. Okay, but in mainstream media, they usually, not every time, they've lied about you and they've lied about me and I can give an example, uh, but most of the time they don't flat out lie. they But the way that they frame the facts, here, I'll give you a perfect example. Jake Tapper loves to say on CNN that uh, doing Medicare for all, single pair uh, healthcare, which every other developed nation has, and it costs half of what we have, they never, ever, ever say that, right? They hide the most relevant fact. Every other country does it. It costs half of what it costs us. Why? Because private industry and the healthcare insurance industry is robbing us mm-hmm. blind, right? But they are giant advertisers. So Jay Tapper will say, if you switch to Medicare for all, it'll cost $32 trillion. Now, technically, that is correct. But he's leaving out the most important fact. It saves 34 trillion. Right. Oh, well, if you leave that fact out, sure. people think it just costs 32 trillion. When in reality, it seems at a bare minimum, a bare minimum, two trillion dollars overall. And by the way, that was a Koch brothers-funded study. So that is the best case scenario for the corrupt conservative healthcare industry, right? But Tapper still frames it in a way that is just absolutely duplicitous. And and I just use him as an example. Almost all of mainstream media does this. So he's not lying about the $32 trillion number. He's just leaving out other facts in an effort to purposely deceive you. So that's exactly what it is. So when I read the New York Times, I look for the numbers, I look for the facts, and I ignore all of the framing because the lie is in the framing.
0: Yeah. Look, it's one of the things that we talk about here on mea culpa right nothing but the facts um, and nothing but the truth and no more innuendo all of this bullshit innuendo it's it's what it's what's dividing us as a country where you actually can go and I love like when David Packman goes to these rallies these MAGA rallies and you know he starts talking to some of the rally goers and they're speaking about Jewish space lasers that are changing the Votes and the machines and so on. Look at what's happening now. This idiot, my pillow guy, Michael Lindell, Rudy Colluti Giuliani, Sidney the Kraken, Powell. All of them. They're all going to end up financially decimated as a result of this lawsuit because they're defaming. Uh, you know the the company, uh, Dominion, and Dominion has every right to protect its reputation. And that's the funny thing because that's kind of like what I'm. That's what I'm trying to do. You know, at this point in time, I think most people realize that what happened to me was just a confluence of a hurricane, a tidal wave, a tsunami, as well as, you know, every other natural disaster that you could have all smashing in on one person in this country. And that turned out to be me. Why it had to be me, I don't know. But it certainly gave me at least this platform to try to educate You know, the country tried to build a movement like what the Young Turks are doing, build a movement so that the midterm um, elections are not a red wave, that it's based upon legitimate facts and not all of this bullshit innuendo. So let me ask you this, Cenk. Knowing all that you do and you have your finger on the pulse of the entire political landscape. I mean, so. Can you speculate on what you think Trump's eventual fate will be? Because I obviously have my opinions. But with all Trump's legal battles and the upcoming elections, how do you think that it's going to go for him?
1: So it is super tough to tell, Michael. Uh, I love doing predictions on the show because I think politics is actually fairly predictable. Uh, And so... You know, mainstream media will say, for example, "Oh, Young Turks are progressive. Oh, they're radicals. They're you shouldn't listen to them, right?" Well, okay, then how come I've gotten every single bill right, and when you guys are flummoxed by it, right? So, for example, I, I told our audience they're not going to pass bill Back Better. Joe Biden's lying. He, he never meant it. Yeah, I could prove he was lying about fifteen dollars minimum wage. That was in the original COVID relief bill. He said that he was for it. So the media is like, "What do you mean a beloved?" powerful politician has said that he's in favor of it. So it must be true, really? Then why did the two Delaware senators vote against it when it came up as an amendment Mm -hmm. in that bill? Delaware senators would never vote that way without checking with Joe Biden in the White House. Are you saying they went rogue on Biden? No, Biden told him to vote no. God damn it, learn something about politics. That's another embarrassing thing about Washington journalists. They barely know anything about politics. You don't you didn't check to see where the Delaware senators voted, knowing that Joe Biden's from Delaware. Those are his top two allies in the Senate. You don't know any of that. They're just embarrassing. Right. So but but, Michael, I'm encouraged overall in the country because I think people are waking up to the fact that all of these people in power are lying. But when it comes to Trump. That's very hard to tell because that was one of the main predictions I got wrong. See, we're honest about everything. So Anna and I had a bet on the show, and I thought he, at some point he would take his ball and go home. Why did I think that? Because I know he's a child. And so if – and what do spoiled little children do? If things don't go their way, and I've seen it happen in my real life, and we've all seen it when we were kids, they go, that's my ball, and I'm going to take it home with me, okay? Okay. And well, he did that with the top secret classified documents, apparently. But um, but the reason I got that wrong, Michael, is because it turns out the Democrats are so goddamn weak, they never made a decent case against them. And so now it's possible that they will continue be, to be that weak and Trump will run in the Republican primary and easily win. DeSantis is actually not that strong. DeSantis is just a regular politician copying Donald Trump. I mean, he even stands like Donald Trump. I mean, what a loser that you're copying a lunatic, even on how he stands. If Trump starts to call him like Creepy Ron or whatever, just make up any nickname about him, that guy's gonna melt, mark my words. But I don't know that Trump's gonna go into the primary. The question is, is a prosecutor ever gonna do their goddamn job and actually hold him accountable to the law? Don't make up crap. We don't want you to make anything. That's a disaster if you do that. But if he broke the law, which he most certainly did, you went to jail for the law. You guys broke together. Why is he not in jail? It's insane. If that happens, it's a totally different ball game. If there's, by the way, here's another way that the ballgame can change, Michael, and why it's unpredictable. If we have a really strong progressive that runs in 2024, they can, any strong progressive can break Donald Trump's back super easy. Mm-hmm. If you his ego badly enough, At some point, he's going to cry so hard that he's going to crawl into a little basement at Mar-a-Lago with his classified documents and never come out. But no one's had the strength to do that yet.
0: I, I, unlike you, I always said that Trump was not going to go away. In fact, I said it um, during my House Oversight Committee hearing when I said that my biggest fear is that if Trump loses the election, that there will never be a peaceful transfer of power again. Am I prescient? Am I uh, the second coming of Nostradamus? Fuck no. It's just that I sat next to this guy and I understand him. You know, people used to joke around and say, oh, you must have graduated valedictorian from Trump University. I just understand him. And I don't know why, but I do. I guess it's, you know, you spend enough time with somebody um, that you do. But I'll tell you what Trump has done and he continues to do. Something that you touched on. He showed us. That all politicians lie. They're all full of shit. And that legitimately, this is his belief, the American people do not trust politicians. By nature, they do not trust them. They think they're all full of shit, that they lie, it's all about them, you know, especially when it comes to the um, ability to trade inside information on stocks and all of this other stuff. And so what did he do? He plays on what people feel. It's a popularist view. DeSantis does the same thing and I'm not so sure that you're right that Trump can take DeSantis apart in fact I think DeSantis is a Donald Trump 2.0 you're right the way he stands the way he acts the way he speaks but he's so much smarter than Donald and he really has really good financial backing so rest assured if it became the two of them running against each other for the nomination, You'll see Iran Ron DeSantis there that you haven't seen before. He's not going to be like Hillary and stand back and let this slob, you know, slather and, and we, you know, bobble behind him like a weeble. He's not going to allow that to happen. DeSantis has a big fucking mouth, too, and he knows how to use it. And he's a mean guy also. He's a fucked up guy. So he knows how to play in Trump's sandbox, which, of course, is filled with dirt right, and, and soot and all other crap. He's not just going to allow Donald to walk all over him. But here's the thing that really bothers me a lot. And I really want to get your take on this. The fact that we could even, after everything, forgetting about the very first day coming down the escalator, the negative comments said about Mexicans allowing these white supremacists, to walk down the streets in charlottesville screaming jews will not replace us to go to helsinki and have a secret private conversation with vladimir putin to turning over and showing israeli top secret information to a russian agent who is in the white house i mean that's just it's just to start but we're talking about a twice impeached former president who's currently under investigation For tax fraud, bank fraud, wire fraud, money laundering, obstruction of justice in terms of his actions in Georgia, witness tampering, election fraud, the January 6th insurrection, now the Espionage Act violations for taking documents, lying to law enforcement, which would be a 1,001 violation. I know about that because I actually, you know, pled guilty to that as well, right? This is the GOP frontrunner. This is the best that America has in order to represent a party, despite the fact I don't care about the Republican Party. I've been a Democrat my whole life. I still am insulted as an American that this is the best that they could produce. And not only are they producing it, Newsweek had an article. Trump is more popular after the raid than he was even before. So I scratch my head and I have to just use the hashtag WTF, really? What the fuck?
1: Yeah. So this brings us back to the Republican voters, the thing that is uh, sacrilege to talk about in the rest of the media, because, again, they're worried about ratings. They're worried about access. They're worried about kissing Republican ass. uh, They're worried about the ads that they're going to get from Republican politicians. So they never, ever touch the sacred cow, which is right wing voters. So uh, I'm going to start ironically here by giving right wing voters and Donald Trump a little bit of credit. Okay, so I think right wing voters figured out the corruption before the left wing and certainly the middle did, right? Um, so that is why Donald Trump, uh, I think, is an idiot in every imaginable way, except mm-hmm. two, okay? And it's perfect because a broken clock is right twice a, uh, a day, right? And, and that's exactly what he is. Number one is what you mentioned earlier, Michael. He's great at marketing. And it's, and it's why is he great at it? Because it doesn't take any sophistication. His central idea that all press is good press is true. It's actually true. And in fact, progressives would love to be criticized the way that Donald Trump is by the mainstream media. The mainstream media subconsciously understands and knows that they know that progressives have a legitimate critique of them. So they never put us on air, no matter what we say. We could say something radical, we could say something smart, we could say everything in between. They will not put us on air because the press also knows all press is good press. OK, so that's how Donald got started in the first place. But the second thing that he's right about is what you're at talking about here. So he said all politicians are full of shit. The whole country thinks that he's absolutely right about that. When he I know when he won the election. See, this is another really good prediction by me. in the primaries all the way back in June of 2015. When he stood up on the debate stage and said, I gave money to all of these guys and they did whatever I told them to do. When he was on stage with like 16 other Republicans, I said, that's it. He's going to win. He's going to win. Everybody's like, you're nuts. That's Donald Trump, the uh, the cartoon lampoon character in New York that everybody makes fun of. You you think that bozo reality show host is going to win the Republican primary? I said, he's definitely going to win the Republican primary because both the whole country, but especially the right wing, again, giving them credit here, was dying for someone to say. All politicians are full of shit because we all know it. And the media won't say it. They're gaslighting us. They're driving us out of our goddamn minds by continually saying that the politicians are wonderful, honest, decent people who are having legitimate debates on principles. Bullshit. They're taking the money and doing exactly as they're told. We all know. it. In fact, this is a real poll. Ninety three percent of Americans say that politicians work for their donors instead of their voters. Now, how often do you hear that on ABC? How often do you hear it on MSNBC? How often do you see it in the New York Times? Never, never. How weird that they hide the one fact that almost all Americans agree to, and that is indisputable on the record, okay? So Trump got that right. Now, he then took that and misdirected the right-wing voters into la-la land, into just oblivion. OK, so he said, OK, mainstream media is full of shit. Politicians are full of shit. They're like, that's that. Okay, that's my boy. That's my boy. OK, he then said, I'm the only one who's telling the truth and uh, I should be able to break any law I like. Yeah. And family values now means sleeping with porn stars when your wife is pregnant. OK, and then paying them off and then having your coca spirit go to jail. But you shouldn't go to jail because you should be above the law. You should be able to take top secret nuclear secrets and. Put them in an unguarded uh, basement, and and what the fuck did he take them for? Come on, guys, get real. Use your common sense. He took them to sell them because all he ever cares about is money. Well, I think there's money, more. Money, I think money, money, there's more money. to
0: than just selling them. I think he was using it as a potential get out of jail free card, whereby he was going to extort the country, um, to extort the Department of Justice. Fuck you. You want to come after me? You want to indict me and incarcerate me and convict me? I got 10 supporters right now who have copies of 184 pages. One set goes to China. One set goes to my friend Kim Jong-un. Another one goes to, you know, my love letter writing buddy, Vladimir Putin. Another one goes to Jared's new BFF, right? Uh, Mohammed bin Salman. Another's going to go to Iran. another's going to go. And they, as you know, what's in those documents, and he's talking to, of course, the DOJ, are you really prepared to put the national security of the United States of America at risk for what? For incarcerating me? So I think it's more than just selling them. I, re- I really do. Um, I think this is really a get out of jail free card. For and I'm going to go one step further here. One of the documents that somebody reported, I think it was the Times, was that there was a document there about the sex life of the French president Macron. Well, what do you think he was using that for? Now, all of a sudden, he's blackmailing our, you know, our what? Our adversaries, right? For who? For what? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, our allies? Uh, for who? For what? For, for, for the benefit of our adversaries? I mean, what's the, what was the purpose of anybody doing a deep dive into Macron's sex life? Who gives a shit? What does that have to do with our national security? I don't care what he's doing in his bedroom. I don't care what he shoves up his ass. It's none of my business. I don't care. It has no, it has no, it, there's no effect upon our national security. Leave the guy alone. But no, Trump specifically took that document. So the question, of course, why?
1: Yeah, so but it, there, there's a couple of, illicit reasons why it could be my theory, your theory. There's other theories. He, he just wanted titillation and he wanted to tell his uh, buddies in the golf course about Macron's sex life, etc. Sure. But there is no legitimate reason to take U.S. secrets and say, I'm not giving them back. But that's what I mean by the right wing voters have lost their mind because they now say, oh, yeah, you should be able to take classified documents. The most right. secret documents but why? Why? If now, and I could prove easily, super easily, that they're full of shit. If Obama had taken classified documents home, nuclear secrets, you would have lost your mind if Biden had done it. Imagine if Hunter Biden had done it. You would have lost your mind, right wing, and you know it. You would have thought it was the worst thing on earth. But when Trump does it, you go, oh, no, I love him. It's OK. I hope he's dictator one day. Who cares that he lost the election? I just want him to be in charge. I don't care about democracy. I hate democracy now. We should storm the Capitol. Those are patriots who attack cops, beat them to some of them to death. And, and they came into the Capitol, attacked our Capitol, attacked America. Fuck democracy is what the right wing is saying. We want our dictator in charge. We don't care how many laws he breaks because we hate the establishment. We hate the elites. Brother, I I hear you on a hating the establishment and the elites. You're right about that. But you don't have to choose a dictator to show the elites that you're angry. And by the way, then they then say, oh, yeah. Do you think that Hillary Clinton should have uh, taken classified yeah. documents home? Yeah. And I say, no, she shouldn't right. have. See, it's easy for me because I don't have to be lying member of the mainstream media. OK, should Hunter Biden have... Uh, does he know anything about Ukrainian gas that he was on that? What's the difference? Many course, people. Well, by way. No, no, no. You
0: see, this is this is the whole thing. And it really pisses me the fuck off when people they try to justify what Donald is doing by turning around and saying, well, what about what about Hillary Clinton? What about um, Barack Obama? What about Hunter Biden? Listen, I don't I don't give a fuck. That's not the question. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a former president taking classified national security documents and storing them and then getting a phone call from the archives, the national archives and saying, hey, we know you have this. We need them back. And then they give back some of it. Lie and then say we don't have any more, and then continue. If Hunter Biden has shit on that computer on that laptop, fuck him. He gets what he gets. I get it. If Hillary, you know, Hillary Clinton, we're talking about, you know, oh, well, they whitewashed thirty-five thousand emails. Granted, granted but one does not justify the other and their circular logic is so flawed it's so fundamentally flawed on so we're talking about national security secrets are we interested in having another 911 i lost friends in 911 i i've i know Too many people. Is that what we need to wake us the fuck up again? The fact that Donald Trump gave to our adversaries national security secrets and these fucking dummies running around with the AR-15s and shit, blowing things up, turn around and say it's okay because I want to justify it and make an allegation that, oh, well, what about Hunter Biden? And by the way, this other thing about where he was on um, Burisma, Anybody that knows CEOs and boards of whether it's publicly traded companies or, you know, or not, um, not everybody has specific direct information. Maybe they just wanted him because of his name, right? I mean, how many people sit on school boards that have no educational background? Why? Because of the name. It will drive people to them, you know, just because you don't have a degree in, you know, chemical uh whatever it might be, you know, f- to deal with gasoline or, or or pet or petroleum or what have you, doesn't mean that you can't be useful to a board. I mean, everybody comes with certain capabilities, certain knowledge, certain benefits, and Look, I can only tell you when Trump had Trump Entertainment Resorts, he had an ex-governor of New Jersey. He had a guy that was in the real estate industry. He had another guy. I mean, what does he know about gambling? Does he know what the percentages are of, you know, slot machines in order to make them ring all the time? I mean, the answer is no. So, you know, that I don't care about. People get certain benefits simply because of who they are. And I don't, I don't begrudge Hunter Biden for doing that, nor do I begrudge him for selling a painting to some fool for half a million. It doesn't bother me. I don't care. But but if he was providing them information or his father was doing things that he shouldn't be doing, you know what? He too will have to answer to the American people for his actions. Just because you're the president doesn't make you above the law. And that's what Donald and his sycophantic acolytes have to learn to understand. The president,
1: no matter who it is, is not above the law. So it's, it's so simple. Well, who cares about Hunter Biden? If he broke the law and, and, and uh, got Biden, Joe Biden to do things he shouldn't have done so that he could get paid, then they should suffer the Absolutely. consequences. They're, they're not my uncle. Why do I care about him? But, by the way, to be fair, again, to the right wing, um, nobody in Washington thinks that. Like, Washington is run a lot by corporate Democrats and corporate Republicans. And to them, the family members of the elites are so important. And they are deeply offended if you ever, ever talk about the family members of the elites. So, like, you and I can easily say, if Hunter Biden broke the law, he should go to jail. Period. Easy. Right. But in Washington, they're like, whoa, no, no, you can't talk about Joe Biden's son why can't I? I, Yes, I can. Right. But right wing, why would you like what you're saying is, well, the Zodiac killer says Charles Manson killed more people, so we should let the Zodiac killer go. No, we shouldn't. No, we shouldn't. And by the way, in this case, Trump is breaking laws that are way bigger than what Hunter Biden is accused of. Right. Not close. Not close. If Hunter Biden had the nuclear secrets on his laptop and he was trying to sell that to the to other countries, I would say lock up, lock him up, throw away the key. What? That's treason. That's insanity. Right. See, that's called honesty. Yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah,
0: Jeffrey Dahmer was voters. hungry. And so what? Now you're going to throw him in prison for life because he because he ate somebody. He was hungry. Con.
1: No, but he would literally say that. Right wing voters would literally yeah. say that about Jeffrey Dahmer. If Jeffrey Dahmer was their daddy. OK, they would say, "Oh Well, I mean, look, those kids <laughs> had it coming. Right. I mean. What are they Listen. walking around going into his house for anyway? Listen, he was, they have guys got to
0: Yeah, he had a big belly. Rabbit. He looked tasty. You know, it's not fair, right? It's like say it's like having a donut in the window if you're hungry. So let me ask you this, drink. Cuz I think it's going to be tough for Merrick Garland not to indict Trump over the stolen documents that were retrieved from Mar-a-Lago. But, you know, he He was late to the January 6th party. And while we now know that the DOJ is investigating Trump in the January 6th insurrection, Garland has been really quiet about it. Do you think that he he has a game plan for how to prosecute Trump or is he just trying now not to rile up the Trump base for fear of a civil war?
1: Look, generally speaking, Democrats are pussies. Okay, so they're afraid of their own goddamn shadow uh, and they've been taught by the donor class for 40 years. Don't rock the boat because the donor class loves the status quo and the status quo. They're at the top and they're going to stay at the top. Okay, so they pay uh, Republicans to be strong and push for more tax cuts for the rich and more deregulation. And they pay Democrats to be weak and say, oh, there's nothing we could do. They did another two trillion (laughs) dollar tax cut for the rich. There is nothing we could do. No, they're liars and they're paid to be weak. So Garland is weak. Biden is weak. Schumer's weak. They're all weak. That's why I was wrong about the Trump bet I made with Anna. Because I thought, and what a foolish thing to think, that someone would actually stand up to the guy. And for four long years when he was uh, president, no one effectively, strongly stood up to Donald Trump. All of their attacks were around the edges and super weak. So now Garland has to figure out he's in a tough spot now because Trump clearly broke the law. And he didn't break it a little. He broke it a lot I mean, that, it's not around that. If he just had the Macron letter or secrets, if he just had the letter that he got from Kim Jong-un, how they wanted to make love to one another and all that bullshit and how I'm all and he wanted to go and jerk off to that in Mar-a-Lago, let him have it. I don't care. Yeah, that's technically a violation, but I, I, I'm not going to arrest a former president because he wanted to keep a love letter from a dictator. I don't care. OK, but if you took the nuclear secrets, you're It forces Garland's hand. But he's so fucking weak that he's still debating it. He's like, hmm. And Biden's debating it. All the Democratic leaders are like, oh, my God, because they're so scared of Republicans. They wet their pants thinking about Republicans. And so, look, we're honest. That's why when Republicans say they're betas, there's some truth to it. On the other hand, what happened to the mighty Republican politicians like Ted Cruz and all those guys who were pretending to be tough guys when Trump, said something mean about them, they wet their pants. I mean, Ted Cruz and Lindsey Graham going around with the pens right now. Uh, Like, he he called your wife ugly, man. He said your dad killed someone. Are you going to do anything about it? He phone banked for him like a bitch, like a broken bitch. That's who Ted Cruz is. That's who 98% of Republican politicians are. So I give Trump credit for that. He broke them all. But guys, next time, pick a non-madman dictator, okay? I mean, it's not hard. I'm, I'm not giving you a high bar. I'm giving you a low bar. I don't know. Pick like a normal criminal, not like a weirdo, crazy criminal like Trump.
0: <laughs> so, Chink, let me ask you this because we're talking about Biden. Lots of people like Gavin Newsom as a potential presidential candidate if Biden doesn't run. Now, I know that you have an opinion about Newsom and further. Should Biden run again in 2024 is really the question I want to ask you, especially since he now seems to be on a roll.
1: Yeah. So, look, is he on a roll? He is on a tiny bit of a roll, right? So he he got that, if that so-called Re- Inflation Reduction Act passed. They were absurd with that name. That name is so ridiculous, right? But the bill itself is super mediocre. But... A little bit better than not having it. So, God bless. Okay. And they killed Ayman Al here. They always give the president credit for that. No, the intelligence guys found him. Well, the president said, yes, kill the leader of Al Qaeda. That's a big deal. Is that he that takes courage? Anybody would say that. Why would he let him go for no goddamn reason? Although Bush and Rumsfeld did do that uh, back in Toro when we had a uh, bin Laden corner. But Overall, these are low bars, but hey, it's, it's momentum, it's momentum, and then most importantly, the student debt relief, and that's real, and that helped 43 million Americans, and so, all right, God bless, okay? But I'm not going to allow mainstream media framing that he's some sort of hero. He didn't do voting rights, he let Republicans gerrymander the hell out of the country— He let them pass all those voting restriction laws. He didn't do a goddamn thing about it. Of course, they kept all the corruption in there that they were supposed to get out with the voting uh, bill. Of course, they kept the corruption. They were never going to be Passive bill that was anti corruption. He didn't do 15-nine minimum wage. He didn't do paid family leave. He did child tax credit. It was so popular, and they ended it after a year because it was too popular. He didn't do uh, most of the climate change stuff. He didn't do almost any of the health care stuff. So, should he run again? I think he's too old. I think the mainstream media giving him a pat on the back for doing 15% of his agenda is not nearly good enough. Should he be challenged in the Democratic primaries if he does run? Definitely. Should it be Gavin Newsom? No. Uh, The good news is if Biden runs, Gavin won't because he's too weak. He's an establishment Democrat and he'll uh, bow down to authority. That's how they are. They're very obedient uh, when it comes to uh, leadership. Right. Yeah. So but Gavin, Gavin is just a very standard politician who's an actor. He's a, he's a better actor than some of the other politicians, but the mainstream media never tells you. The guy's full of shit. They do, he had an opportunity to put a ballot measure on for $18 minimum wage in California. It has it's Whether you like that or not, it has 75% of popularity in California among all voters. Among Democrats, is over 90% popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, 80% of Democrats say they're more likely to show up to vote if it's on the uh, ballot. It's a no-brainer total no-brainer. Gavin Newsom doesn't do it. Why? Because he's taking money from the Chamber of Commerce. I can give you a hundred examples like that. So I don't need another lying politician like Gavin Newsom. I need a strong lion, a progressive who's willing to actually do battle in politics. And the number one problem that progressive would have, Michael, is the mainstream media. And they would not, nine out of 10 times, they would not give that person airtime. They would just ridicule them lie about them and then never give them the mic if you give they give one strong progressive the mic in this country it we will take over the country easily because we are right and we're telling the truth and we're actually trying to look out for real right. Americans and get them higher wages right. health care etc
0: so then Jenk, let me ask you this because you've been dedicated to reforming the united states campaign finance system for for many years now and a decade ago you founded something called Wolfpack. If you do me a favor, explain to my audience what, what the Wolfpack does and how the fight is going now. Will Citizens United yeah. ever be overturned?
1: Yeah. So uh, the reason I started Wolfpack is because every story I did came back to the same conclusion, which was whoever has more money wins, period. There, I just solved it, okay? I, just, I can save Washington Post and those guys – like millions of barrels of uh, ink. Okay, It's the money. And by the way, the Washington Post, back when they weren't corrupt, they're the ones who coined the phrase, follow the money. That's all I did. And I can tell you who's going to win every bill based on who has more money. Every time. Okay? So... Then I thought, well, what am I going to do? Just keep doing a depressing show where I keep telling the audience the corrupt sons of bitches at the top are going to win every time? No, I said, let's go do something about it. The rest of the media said, oh, you're not allowed to be activists. Oh, yeah? Kiss my ass. Who made the rules? Where are they? Is that a law? That's not a law. That's your etiquette that nobody should ever change anything because you're paid to manufacture consent. So I said, no, I'm going to start a group that's going to get money out of politics. How? This is where the problem is, Michael. In order to Even if you pass the law, which would be so hard in Congress, because almost everybody in Congress is corrupt because they got there through taking the corrupt Mm -hmm. money, right? Well, the Supreme Court would just say, nope, it's against Citizens United. These wonderful people like Sheldon Adelson gave Trump over $100 million twice. They'd be like, no, he's not bribing him. He's just talking to him with money. That's what the idiots on the, that's what the corrupt members of the Supreme Court say. So now, since you're stuck because you can't pass a bill- And even if you pass the bill, the Supreme Court would kill it. You only have one choice. It's logical. There's no other logical option. You must get a constitutional amendment that clarifies that money is not speech, that it's not that that money in politics is bribery. We cannot have private Mm -hmm. financing of elections. If we have private financing, all the politicians will just work for the people who sign their checks, right? So in order to get an amendment, it's super hard. There's only two options in the Constitution. One is get two-thirds of Congress to propose it and then get three-quarters of the states to ratify the proposal. Now, how are you going to get two-thirds of Congress Not that this got into power by taking bribes to vote against bribes? It's not going to happen. Right. It's not going to happen in a billion years, right? Good news, there's a second option in the Constitution. You get two-thirds of the states to call for a convention where you can propose it, where the American people can propose an amendment. So that's the logical answer. The problem is, my God, does the Republican Party and the Democratic Party, if they're united on one thing, it's this. They hate that option because that would give power to the people. And it would take power away from the corrupt politicians. So if you go right now, the Democratic Party is doing bigger propaganda against that movement than the Republican Party is. They're like, "Don't do change." Oh my God, a convention would be change. Do not do it. And they're making up crazy stuff. They're like, "Oh, they're going to take away all gay rights. They're going to put aliens in charge. They're going to..." And they make up the most insane stuff, like Trump level lunacy, right? And I always ask them, wait a minute, wait a minute, the second step in the Constitution is super clear. You can read it. If you, if you can read, it, understand English, it says in the Constitution three-quarters of the states must ratify no matter what. So how are you going to get three-quarters of the states to ratify something super conservative or something super liberal? Right. You're not going right. to get that. The only thing that three-quarters of the states will, can ratify is the one thing all Americans agree on, which is that money in politics sucks. And it has destroyed our democracy.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to debate you on that at all. This dark. We need to get this dark money out of politics because you're right. When you're up against the Sheldon Adelsons, um, when you're up against the Koch brothers, when you're up against Rupert Murdoch and Fox News, you know. Um, I mean, now of course, of course, the right will turn around and say, "Well, fuck you, lefty. You've George Soros and so on." It's amazing how George George Soros gets blamed for everything. Half the time, he's not even invested in this at all. He hasn't given a dollar to it or has not endorsed it or spoken about it. But it's an easy one. It's like it's the same way that everything that goes wrong for Donald Trump. Yeah, what about Hunter Biden? What about Hillary Clinton? What about what about, you know, Barack Obama? I mean, this is this is the sort of nonsense. But there's there's dark money. Don't get me wrong in, in the left. Uh, but you don't have like the Mike Lindells, right? You don't have the, the, the Cokes. You don't have, you know, the Sheldon Adelsons that, that are there. You know, there's so much money on the Republican side, more, more than on the Democrat. Now, there may be more Democrats, but the amounts of money that Republicans give. To their causes, to their candidates, because it's financially in their best interest. Look, I know, and I have the Republican donor list because despite being a Democrat, I was made the vice chair of the RNC Finance Committee. So I have the list of all the donors. I was calling them and I can, I cannot even begin to tell you how many of them stroked me out million dollar checks after 10 seconds of being on the phone. It's, it goes to show you, we got to get dark money. Out of out of politics, but Jenk, as we you know, as we now end you know the program because uh, you know it's an hour long and time really flew by. Um, I have one last question for you. You and your colleagues at the Young Turks are on the front lines trying to save the democracy. But with all you know, is there a sense that corporate America would be okay with a fascist or authoritarian style government? I mean, so long as they were pulling all the strings and profiting from the regime, I suspect that they would be. But can we trust corporations not to throw our democracy away because it's maybe not as profitable, you know, as an ununionized dictatorship might be?
1: So, Michael, uh, those last two topics are going to wrap up kind of perfectly, because in this country, we had already trashed. Democracy, not just Citizens United, but decisions that were made in the 1970s, uh, both Bilotti and Buckley v. Vallejo, uh, got unlimited money into politics. And what that did was it allowed very specifically corporations to give money to politicians, mm-hmm. unlimited money. And, and if you read the Founding Fathers, which I did, and I, I got a book that's going to come out, you can get it at justiceiscomingbook.com. And I explained there the Founding Fathers hated corporations. They The American Revolution was partly... Uh, a revolution against the British East India company. Uh, It was a revolution against a company more than an empire, okay? And they said in all their writings, watch out. A lot of corporations, they're going to take over. And and it's because it's logically so. They're going to accumulate money. Money is power. They're going to use that to cement their power so they can have money forever, right? Mm -hmm. So, and that's exactly what's happened. And so they had an oligarchy in this country. And now Trump came in and in a sense, he was a meteor into that oligarchy. And again, there, the right wing voters were right. You want to bust up the oligarchy, right? But you busted it up with a dictator wannabe. So now, corporations in the beginning gave tons of money to uh, Trump. Why? Because he promised him a $2 trillion tax cut and he gave it to him. That's the one thing he delivered on. He took the corporate tax rate down from 35% to 21%. And they were supposed to take out loopholes. You know how many loopholes they took out? None. Zero. OK. So all the loopholes are still in. He give corporations everything they wanted. So at that point, you're thrilled with them. OK. And they're telling their Democratic politicians, be cool. Be your normal pussy selves. Let the guy run roughshod. OK. But then Trump being Trump was like, I don't want an oligarchy. I want just me to be right. I don't want to take orders from corporate executives. No, I'm going to give the orders. And then at that point, corporate executives and donors are like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. We don't want a monopoly. We want an oligarchy. Because if you have a dictator, the dictator, I mean, I just had this conversation with a so called uh, right wing philosopher, Curtis Yarwin, that Peter Thiel and uh-huh. J.D. Vance and Blake Masters and Steve Bannon all quote, right? Tucker Cross and they all quote him. Etc., right? Yarvin is arguing for a monarch. What's a monarch? That's a dictator. And I asked him a simple question that none of them can answer. If you have a dictator, how do you know he won't execute you?
0: Right. And you don't. I mean, we, look, look at, the in all fairness, dictators. we saw what Mohammed bin Salman did when he became the deputy crown prince. We already know that 25% of every company in Russia. He's controlled by the government, which is Vladimir Putin. We see what's going on with Kim Jong-un. The country is starving to death, yet he looks like he's been eating kind of well. So, yeah, that's exactly what happens. All of a sudden, Trump wakes up the next day. He says, hey, Elon Musk, how much are you worth? So he turns around, he puts his you know, uh, his jacket straight, he fixes his hair. I don't know, about $310 billion. He goes, no, you're not. No, you're not. You're worth two. So he goes, what the fuck are you talking about? Two. Where's the other 308? He goes, I'm taking it. What are you going to do? Really? You're going to say, no, I'll tell you what. How about this? I'm going to treat you the same way Kim Jong-un treated his uncle. I'm going to tie you to a fucking tree, and I'm going to blow the tree up with a, with, a, with a rocket, right? Which is what he did. Took a missile, and he blew up the tree with his uncle attached to it to send a message.
1: Michael, if, if Trump was fully in charge in the way that he wants, and by the way, he has said about Kim Jong-un. That he loves the way that everybody's forced to applaud mm-hmm. when he comes into a room. Hey, everybody stands and applauds. He, he wants to be a dictator so bad. But if he trashed democracy in just the ways that he's talking about now, how sure, having worked with him for years and years and years, how sure are you that he would go and extort the money of all the wealthy and take it for himself?
0: 100%. 100%. And that's, ex- that's what he would do. And he, it's his ego. He truly believes that he's better, smarter, um, you know, and should be the richest man in the world. That's just, you know, that's just what he thinks. But, you know, Cenk, let me again, you know, thank you for your candor. Thank you for joining me. Uh, It's good to see you again, my friend. And, you know, let's just continue to stay in touch because we have a lot of work to do. I mean, there's what, under 70 days before the November. And we all have a lot to do to ensure that, you know, a blue wave Um, hits instead of a red wave. So let me thank you again. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I appreciate my one last thing. Sorry, one last thing. Look, guys, don't get despondent. Your two choices are not corporate corruption or a dictator. There's a third choice. You can actually elect people who are uncorrupt. whether they're right wing or left wing. Look up who does not take corporate PAC money. Go join Wolfpack. Wolf-Pack.com. And and guys, don't bull, buy into bullshit anti-Semitic conspiracy theories either. And people always talk about Soros because why? All oh, the Jewish puppet master stuff. Coke isn't Jewish. Mercers aren't Jewish. Most of the donors are not Jewish. It doesn't have anything to do with that. Okay. But the donor class cares about one color, green hmm. money. Okay. You have to end their power. Uh, irrespective of their right or their left or their Jewish or their Christian or their Muslim, look at that corrupt Mohammed bin Salman and he's Muslim. Look at that corrupt Putin is. he's Christian, right? So make sure we end the power of the corrupt. Wolf Dash dot com and and listen to Michael's podcast. Watch T Y T. Get the truth. Thank
0: you, Jenk. And um, like I said, stay in touch because we have a lot to do. Absolutely. And now for today's Maya culpa. Winners write history, but not in the case of the Civil War. When statues of Civil War heroes like Jefferson Davis and Robert E. Lee were being taken out of town squares, many Southerners saw the move as an erasure of their special history and their culture. Special white history and culture that ignored the deeper ramifications that the statues represented. The Charlottesville riots started over the removal of racist symbolism that some would argue kept the old slave-owning South alive for everyone. Black and white, and when folks wonder why we are still at war over race in America, it is partially because in the South, white privilege has been protected and coddled since the Civil War. For Reconstruction to fully take place in the South, reassurances were given to Southerners, telling them that they don't have to change, that they were free to keep their heroes, their Confederate flags, and their dominion over black people. Racism is historic in the U.S., and no matter how some states would like to rewrite history, slavery was the reason for the Civil War. And until we as a country really have a true racial reckoning, we will be doomed to repeat history. Now, I'm not suggesting we teach Southerners to hate their Southern ancestors or the South as a whole. I'm just suggesting that we all learn the truth and deal with it. The MAGA movement espouses a very narrow definition of American identity. Like the Old South, it insists that we have always been and must always remain a white Christian nation. White supremacy is accepted, maybe not embraced, but MAGA's have a coded language of racism that uses programs like affirmative action to illustrate how blacks supposedly have an unfair advantage over whites. Hello? They don't, but it's all sort of like a group denial of what America really is which is the most diverse nation on the planet. But Trump, who is a fucking racist himself, had his own list of undesirables that included Mexicans and Muslims, refugees, immigrants, and the LGBTQ communities. When it comes to anti-Semitism, MAGA has taken a page directly from the Nazi playbook. In 2016, Trump tweeted an image of Hillary against a background of $100 bills with the phrase, most corrupt candidate ever, framed by a Star of David. Weird thing about the Nazis, they banned books, they invented fake news, and called the media the true enemy of the people. Where have I heard that before? Where have you heard that before? 16 states have laws prohibiting critical race theory now. I mean, for God fucking sake, 16. Why are we placing white fear of history and just going along with this bullshit? By not actively disagreeing, we are telling MAGA's that they are winning. We have let them keep their hero, Donald Trump, their fucking flags and their stupid-ass MAGA fucking red hats, even after they attempted an insurrection that nearly toppled the nation. Well, guess what, MAGA assholes? You're fucking lost. And this time, we can't let the losers rewrite history. And thanks for listening. Mayor Culpa is brought to you by Audio Up, Midas Touch, and LSJ Media. Written by Jimmy Jelinek and Paula Killen. Our editor and managing producer is Lisa Orkin. Our executive producers are Jared Gustad, Jimmy Jelinek, and myself, Michael Cohen, along with Phil Alberstadt. It may be a new day politically, but nowadays the landscape is more confusing than ever. Donald Trump may have lost the battle for the presidency, but in many ways Trumpism is still winning the war on the state and local level.